Hey guys, welcome back. This episode, I was joined by Scott Finlay. Scott's been a professional chef for over 12 years. He's trained under Gordon Ramsay, started a successful restaurant franchise here in Australia, and spent nearly a decade on the road rustling up meals for some of the biggest musicians in the biz, from Beyonce to Paul McCartney, as they tour the world playing their gigs. He's great mates with Pink, like family to Rod Stewart, nearly died on a reef break off Tahiti, been to jail in Padang, and lived to tell the hungover tale of surviving an 8.6 earthquake whilst working as the head chef on an exclusive surf resort in the Mentawis. In short, He's lived an epic life today and continues to do so with his next exciting venture, vegan restaurant Flav, soon to come to Sydney. He's got more than a yarn or two for you, so without further ado, I'll take you live to my living room where this episode was recorded. Okay, guys. Welcome back to So How Did I Get Here with me, Sam Lax. And today I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the uh, head chef extraordinaire, traveller, etc., etc., and the owner of a very exciting new venture, which we'll get into at the end of this podcast. But the man is Scott Finlay. How are you, bro? Yeah, good, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. mate, thanks for cutting the time out. It's yeah. been a long time trying to pin long you down. Time, yeah, yeah, it's trying to find me in one place. I'm a long time. Yeah. He's a busy, busy man. So Scott and I met, oh, God knows when, like back in like... A couple of months back, yeah. Oh, at least, at yeah. least, uh, when I was filming at Milky Lane yes, in yeah. somewhere in Sydney. Which one was it? King's Cross, maybe? Yeah, it was the uh, the Caramel Spring Rolls, I think it was. That was yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So it was, that was Flavor of the Month, and I was there filming for work, and we got chatting, and uh, Scott kind of whipped me up a veggie burger as well, which was just delicious and uh yeah then i realized what an interesting man you were so i had to get you in on the potty so yeah, yeah appreciate it for coming Thanks, in man. man so as we do with this it's just a chat from your life so should we begin at the beginning no worries yeah napier what does napier. that mean to you <clears throat> yeah that's where i grew up napier it's a small little t- uh, coastal town in new zealand uh east coast of the north island yeah uh, hawks sick. bay and then you got a little island in the middle it's now a hill mm-hmm. um yeah grew up there ocean views surfing oh sick i was gonna yeah. say what would i find you doing as a kid what were your interests yeah i started bodyboarding was about 12 with the boys and yeah, yeah that kept me kind of out of trouble and sometimes into trouble but yeah. yeah yeah good breaks around there yeah good really good not not really consistent but when it's on it's on we got awatota river mouth we've got muscle reef wapataki oh wow um, ocean beach wamadama oh uh, there's some great great good selection spots. then yeah when it's on it's on yeah yeah, class. Any big scars, injuries? Are you right? Uh, from there, I broke my leg. Oh, really? On a, on a shore break out of Marine Parade in Oof. a couple of places. That's um, commitment. Yeah, no one, no one thought it was broken. <clears throat> they thought it was sprained, so I had to had to walk to hospital. And oh. the guys at the hospital said it was just a sprain, so I walked back. And yeah, about a week later, they said, oh, yeah, it's actually broken in two places. So Jesus it's Christ. It's probably the biggest surfing injury from Napier. I think that's uh, fair enough. Yeah. It's been a load more over the years. Oh, really? In different countries, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, we'll get into those as you go. So yeah. has surfing been one of your like passions throughout life? Then? 100%, yeah. yeah. I grew, grew up on the ocean. Um, yeah, I just need it. Yeah, every day I'm, I'm in the ocean. Yeah? I already jumped in this morning already. Oh, sick. So, Good lad. Where did you go this morning? I uh, just trained in icebergs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I get there, got there about 5.30 this morning and yeah. busted out a bit of a workout with my man Dion Horsemans Good and a um, bit of cardio and yeah, jumped in the water. And then, uh, yeah, a bit of a beach run. Good lad, my God. So you've just already seized the day. You've already won half of it. Is this yeah. every day you do this? Uh, it has been recently. I'm doing like a 100-day challenge of um, not drinking and 
just been healthy and training twice a day so good man you feel the effects what good. day are we on now yeah day 16 so yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. still so early days but yeah feeling good good lad. yeah just getting really focused on work and mm. um mm. yeah just getting stuck in good man well they say it takes two weeks to form a habit so you're over that hump anyway yes so yeah I got, yeah got through australia day sober oh that was yeah, yeah. had three yeah, quarters yeah. of a non-alcoholic cider yeah and then, um, how was that i was amazing yeah <laughs> 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 won't buy that again yeah uh, fair. stick to stick to sparkling water yeah good on you lad so after napier where would it, where were you going what um, when did you first come in contact with food in a way that really uh, took your box probably through my grandpa he's a re- really amazing cook um yeah just amazing make amazing roasts and stuff like that and mum's mm. good cook as well but yeah i learned a lot from my grandpa how to clean as you go and yeah just mm-hmm. different flavors and then um mm. what was his signature dish oh yorkshire puddings yeah. oh really yeah. oh incredibly british then fully british yeah from yorkshire yeah. oh sick yeah, mum's oh English. legit yorkshire puddings yeah they were they were legit oh. um yeah and yeah my mum's my, my really good cook so's dad um i always wanted a job where i could travel mm-hmm. looking at their photo albums and them through egypt and africa and i was like where i need a job where i can travel mm. originally i was going to be an archaeologist but um, really wow um, how far did you get down that road not that far <laughs> no no nah, just exploring and stuff um sure. but yeah you done really well at home economics at school and then um you decided to to do my diploma mm-hmm. in culinary arts so i took took a year off school i didn't need all the education to get into um, a course so mm-hmm. um, took the last year off and uh, I worked worked full time for eight months just at uh, Port of Napier with my dad's uh, with my dad there mm-hmm. just to get some cash to pay for the, the course and then um, started working at a restaurant East, uh, East Pier so I started there mm. and then um, yeah did my, did my course for a year and a half in, in Napier in the EIT out in Taradale. Nice um, enjoy that? Yeah it was great yeah it was um, I was super busy I was um, yeah, so I was working full time as well. Oh wow, Salini State Winery. Yeah, right. So yeah, it was a it was a hard slog for a year and a half, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, good lad. And yeah. for those not acquainted like myself, like what are you learning at culinary school? Obviously, you're learning everything. How to how yeah. to chop veggies, how to how to poach fish, how to make a souffle, just all, all the basics. So it's, it's a classic. Um, so it's a course that's based in London. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's I guess it's a French French based cooking. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a yeah pretty well-known course so. got you and i presume you're not learning anything towards the business side of things like uh, to run your own not restaurant? yet no no, no. no it's mainly okay. yeah you can get, yeah, go into that later i kind of learned all that on the on the fly yeah um, nice al- along the way yeah um but yeah as soon as i basically finished my my chef course i uh, bailed over to indonesia indonesia went, yeah just been surfing for like six weeks yeah i uh, got another good injury out there oh yeah what was that uh my last day surfing hungover always the um, way on a yes, reef break yeah surfing out at bingen with my mate jimmy we just had a big night out and um yeah we kind of surfed it right up until low tide we're like sweet everyone's kind of going in we got the place to ourselves and yeah <laughs> for good reason to, uh, yeah 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 just went went too uh too far in the barrel and came out and just got sucked onto dry reef and ripped my back open and head oh. and um yeah managed to get to the doctor um i think i needed about 16 stitches but i could only afford to get eight <laughs> so um i just got eight stitches on my back and <laughs> Got to Australia. How expensive are these stitches? That's I don't know. I didn't have much money at the time. I was oh trying to save. So, you spent um, them all on beers the night before. Pretty much, yeah. Jesus, it's, it's all been gone. So, um, You're like, oh, just double up. It'll be fine. Just yeah, leave the gap. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Yeah. I'll get it sorted in Australia. <laughs> and then I flew to Aussie the next day and it turned out. I had big dreads at this stage. I had yeah. long, long 
big dreadlocks and um yeah the the, the doctors in in australia said i need stitches in my head too but they couldn't see it because all the dreads so. jesus yeah you thought you were wearing a helmet with exactly. all those dreads you're like yeah. what are you kidding me just bounce off everything <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so um that's yeah, mad that healed up eventually and uh yeah i got into um started working in a restaurant on the gold coast Awesome. So what brought you to Australia for a start? Was it, is uh, my, it just like more prospects or busy? Yeah, or? yeah just more fun. Uh, a really um, good friend of mine, Dave Orbell, he'd been, he uh, grew up with Dave and um, he'd been there for about a year now. Mm. Um, he was moving over and another good friend, um, Lee Christensen, he was over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just time to, that was always the plan is to, um, yeah, to, to do my chef course and then just start, start traveling. So, yeah, That's cool. Got, yeah. How did the Gold Coast treat you then? It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I was I was nineteen, running a mark with the boys at a big house in uh, in Mermaid Waters. Um, I was flat out working, um, working in the restaurant Montego's up in Tetter Ave. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I learned a lot there. Done a yeah, done a, done a bit of year there, and then I got an opportunity over in Spain um, to work in a restaurant there. Um, wow, how does that then, come up? Oh, uh, it was my, one of my old chefs from Selenia State. Okay. Um, but it turned out that job fell through because they wanted um, a Spanish chefs, Spanish speaking chefs. And, um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I, I kind of had the itch to leave, uh, leave, um, leave Australia and get to Europe. So um, yeah, I moved to, uh, started, I got a flight back to New Zealand just for a couple of weeks and my mum and my little sisters were actually moving to Yorkshire for six, for six months. So oh, yeah? I thought I'd start there and uh, work my way around yeah good lad so um, that took you over to the uk then yeah yeah so i worked in a little little pub in, in a little town called barnby dunn oh just yeah outside of doncaster sure. um yeah i was there for a couple of months and that bit of a shock to the system after the gold it was Coast. yeah so i was cruising around like blonde hair bare feet tanned and everyone's looking like who's this crazy person um and then yeah it was it was fun but yeah i went down to london for a weekend um mm. i partied with actually um my friend dave his sister was living down there they were living in an old church in, um, in Shoreditch. That's so London, um, isn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. It had been turned into like six apartments and we had the, we had the top floor. Sick. There was about um, yeah, 15, sometimes 20, 30 people living in there. It was That's crazy. Bad. yeah, yeah. Um, so I went down there for a week and had an amazing time and decided to, uh, to move to London. Awesome. Um, so where does Gordon Ramsay come into it? Yeah, so so decided to move to London. I was just looking in a, in a gourmet magazine. I saw Gordon was opening up a new restaurant called the the Connaught Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just went in for an interview, and um, yeah, so I had a trial. Everything went well. Um, they were still building the restaurant. Um, was doing an amazing refit, a few million dollars on the kitchen. Um, they said while 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 they're building. The kitchen will put you at the at Claridge's. Um, mm. So yeah, I was working at Claridge's for a couple of months, which wow, which was that's amazing. Insane, isn't it? Yeah, Going from a quiet place in Yorkshire to that. Yeah, it was great. I was working with uh, an amazing chef called uh, Josh Emmett. He's 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 a Kiwi guy as well. Mm-hmm. Mark Sargent. I uh, learned a lot from them. And mm. um, me being a Kiwi, um, Josh kind of took me under his wing and put yeah, me on, on hot nice. starters. So rather than just peeling veggies and doing the, the shitty jobs, yeah, yeah. So I got I got stuck um, put on the hot starter section, doing all the seafood, awesome. doing, doing the pastas, and we had a great couple of months there. And kind of wish time. Sometimes I stayed at that restaurant, but then we went to moved over to the Connaught, and that was just crazy. Yeah, the, opening up a restaurant with Gordon was was insane. We um, is he is he like what he's like on TV? Oh, he's worse. Yeah. Worse. Yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. We um, yeah. So they, they filmed us for the first um. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Make for, a buck for, out for, of that, won't for, he? for the for the opening. Very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Done a bit done a bit of filming at um, at Claridge's as well. But yeah, the Connaught was was pretty full on. Um, yeah, people were just dropping like flies. You know, Jesus. chefs were just not making it. Really? Every day I wanted to quit. Really? Um, but yeah, I got. Why? To, what were? What was? 
So, Bule, obviously, hours, working conditions. It was but tough. I was living in Shoreditch and working in Mayfair. So, back then, there were, oh, weren't, so weren't many buses, you know. An hour and a half or something each way. Yeah, you finish work at 1, one thirty, and you're waiting for the bus in the snow oh. for an hour. Finally get the bus, fall asleep on the bus. Of course. Wake up, stop and wake, up, wake up in Whitechapel. Yeah. You get out, dodge your ass. People try to knife you. And then you yeah. stumble back to your apartment. And there's um, a house party going on. Then oh, you yeah. climb up. I was living in the attic at that stage. Yeah, quite. Uh, with about eight other people. And you get 20 minutes sleep and then <laughs> yeah, you're back to work. Pretty much, yeah. Wash my chef jacket and get back to work. Run run for the bus and slip over in the ice and <laughs> covered in ice and sludge and then get to work. And it's great. Just smash it over for another 18 hours. Oh, my God. 18 hours? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it was, uh, and then yeah, you know, sometimes you're doing ten days in a row. People are calling in six. You got to cover them. Jesus. Um, every day I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. But I just got to, yeah. Like, how do like, do the chefs like this? They just they can get away with it because they've got the demand there. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like in any, in a, well, I suppose it's the same in banking and stuff like that. But you like these insane workouts just seem like completely it's, contradictory yeah, to I'm a, pr- yeah, I'm pretty a healthy sure. staff and working environment. Which is illegal is the yeah. word I'm Well, yeah, back, back in those days, it was kind of, you know, a privilege to work for Gordon. And, you sure. know, like he, he would get away with, you know, I saw some guy overcook pasta. So he ripped open his shift jacket, put pasta down his shift jacket and done, done the jacket back up. It's like up. GBH, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> another guy was, you know, um, was cooking a, a fig caramel and he burnt it. Yeah. Um, and he took the got the guy's hat, took the guy's hat off, put the caramel on his head, put the hat back on, and he said, "Fuck off, go down to Sainsbury's and buy some more figs." Um, you know, I've seen him like kick like bend, people bending down in the fridge, like the fridge doors still open, so they kick them. He kicks the guys up the butt and his head stuck in the fridge, and it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah, he never laid a finger on me, but you know, um, yeah, he was he was pretty harsh sometimes. I um, one time I um. I burnt my hand pretty bad at the start of, at the start of dinner service mm-hmm. um, and I, I told him and he's like hardening up so I had to work over the hot hot element for about six hours oh. and then he's like got to like midnight he's like yeah right fuck off go down to um, the hospital and sort it out Jesus. got back the next I went the hospital was like you can't work for three weeks obviously I went back to work the next morning with my hand all bandages up and he's like you look like Michael Jackson you idiot take off that bandage so he, he made me take the bandage off and, and work um, but yeah, I, I did learn a lot from him. Learned, 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 learned some um, amazing cooking skills, and yeah. that kind of set me up for my uh, my next adventure. Interesting. What do you think now, knowing what you know about that method of teaching? Like, there's a, the film that a lot of people will have seen, Whiplash, as well, which is kind of like that, where yeah. the teacher's driving his students. Like, is it is it a necessary evil, or can you get? I the don't same think it's thing? necessary. No. no. Well, part of the reason after six months, I actually got a job, offered a job with Jamie Oliver. Mm, my, yeah, um, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it was would have been amazing, you know. Um, I my um, my housemate was his major G, uh, Luke Sinclair. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, I went in, saw, met Jamie, had an amazing time. Like yeah. I, w- I worked there for a few days. It, yeah. was, it was a restaurant called Fifteen. Okay. Um, so it was fun. It was good food, but it was more. I still, I still wanted to learn, mm. um, and we were basically we were teaching street kids how to cook. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was kind of, and then Gordon keeps saying to me, "Look, just stay with me. You have one year on your CV; it's going to look a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be a pussy and go and work for Jamie and cook fish and chips." Mm. So he kind of like gave me shit for leaving, um, and then I ended up just biting. It. And it would have been great; like it was a fifteen-minute walk from home. Oh. The money was better; it was yeah. super friendly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, decided to stay with gordon for another six months institutionalized that's yeah, it the irony just, is the more yeah. you're whipped the the more you you value it kind of thing exactly Reduce exactly that and just distance, that, yeah. yeah that one year on my cv um and one year with gordon was yeah. gonna 
be worth a lot, you know. And, and sit, was it, I presume? Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So what did yeah. you go after that then? If you, you well, just hobbled out of there, just alive? Yeah, well, the plan was I, w- I was, I was going to go traveling, just have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, four months, me and, me and seven friends bought a big van. Oh, sick. And um, a big purple van called Mojo, painted up with flowers. Amazing. Oh, my God. Was the, Express. Yeah, right. It's like the Beatles um, tour or it something. It was, yeah. So, yeah, seven friends. We left London yeah. um, with like about 75 other vans at the time. This is back this is in sick. um this is two thousand and three, start of summer. Wow. So yeah, so we basically drove all through Europe for um for four months. Epic. Um yeah, what, in convoy, not with these other vans. Uh, sometimes convoy, man, sometimes convoy. Seventy five vans. Yeah, like some yeah, sort of invasion. It was, it was crazy. It's called van tour. I don't know if they still do it. Um Epic. yeah, they might sort it in a smaller scale, but yeah, it was so much fun. You know, yeah. you, you go along the, the coast of, of France through Spain, mm, went through mm, the Morocco. Summertime through, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, some good breaks around there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, just surfing along the coast and um yeah, you you do convoys, you meet different people, you yeah, you go right. missing for a couple of days from the van, of course, you know, other yeah. people's vans, and yeah. you get a good crew, you know, you park up on the side of the beach and have comp, uh, like bonfires and How beers. And, um, oh, one time we were in, um, in Lake Pled in um, Slovenia, just parked outside a, outside a campsite there and the, the cops came over, it was about mm. 10 vans parked in a circle and they're like, mm. you can't party here, you can't party here, but we'll take you to somewhere to party in the forest. No. But everyone's like, we can't. We can't drive or been drinking, and the cops are like, "It's okay, we do convoy. We go very slow." Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we were, um, yeah, t- ten vans going about ten k's an hour with a cop side, either, a co- <laughs> two cop cars either side, what? Um, driving, and they took us through. Yeah, we were just drinking along the way and jumping between the vans, and they, oh. they took us to this clearing just outside, outside the city, about thirty. City went outside the city, a big clearing in the forest. Yeah. And they set us up and like, right, you guys can party here, no problem, be as loud as you want. And that is They class. stuck around for Yeah, a, I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, it sounds like they were there for a good time they as well. They were cool, yeah. They stopped uh, stopped around for a bear and yeah, we had a great night. It was, oh, good. It was super fun. But yeah, there's uh, there's uh, lots of stories like that and over the uh, four months. Yeah, quite. What um, an experience. That's the stuff that yeah, uh, memories are made of, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. But yeah, after four months, you know, it's time to uh yeah. time to get back to reality. Along the way actually were you um, roped into cooking were you what's that were you cooking while you were doing yeah we're cooking you? in the van just around and just eating you go, go to market local markets buying produce and cooking up food and yeah Epic. it was great and um it's that movie chef you know where he's got yeah exactly was that, yeah. that was you kind yeah. of thing but Similar, for like a yeah. fucking convoy of coaches yeah, exactly um and the plan was actually to go back and work for gordon he was um opening up a restaurant in new york so that was kind of the plan mm. um but that kind of Went south. I met a guy called Rowan Wills when I was I was doing uh, beer fest in Germany and having a great time. And yeah. he was a chef too. And we were chatting, and he was about to go on tour with Ben Harper. Yeah. So he had just um, started working for this agency based in um, London, Chicago, and he was like, um, "Would you be interested?" And I'm like, "Man, that sounds amazing." So he gave me a phone number um, for um, it's the agency's called Eat Your Hearts Out. Um, so yeah, I gave um, gave Kim Davenport a call, mm-hmm. and she said, "Come see me when you get back to back to London." Mm. So yeah, so is this I, um, where the MTV Music Awards comes into that's it? That's where it started. Yeah, so um, I went over and done the MTV Music Awards in Scotland and in, in Leith and Edinburgh. Done that for like thirty six days. It was, it was actually really hard. Wow, thirty six yeah. days. Yeah, that's yeah, just every day, and you're building up to by show day. Yeah, by show day, you're cooking for about fifteen hundred people. And uh, I was doing the salad buffet, but they weren't just salads. You know, you're doing duck, you're doing lobster. It was like wow. basically yeah, exactly. Yeah, ain't, yeah. eight different salads every day or Jesus. every every service. So, yeah. How many were there of you on your team taking um, it on? I was in charge and then we had a couple other guys. Yeah. A yeah, couple so other guys? Yeah, so two, Less than 10? 
Um, so or just on, people. On, on the salad section. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's maybe three of us. And then the, the uh, total chefs is probably 20. 20. Uh, it was a huge buffet. It was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, had a, had a, had a great, great time there. And from there, um, I got a job uh, with Beyonce. How does that happen? Didn't you mention when I was at Milky Lane something about a, che- a toasty or something? Or am I making that up? No, yeah, yeah, she, um, yeah, so I, um, yeah, it was on tour with Beyonce for about six weeks around Europe, and, you know, I'd make her a nice healthy salad and stuff sometimes, and then she'd, you know, she'd sneak into the kitchen in the afternoon and ask for a, a double cheese, cheese grilled, grilled, grilled cheese sandwich, extra butter, <laughs> extra cheese, and, yeah, that, that was a fun tour, we, uh, yeah, she looked after us, and, yeah, she was super cool. Yeah, I was going to say, what's she like? Like, obviously, she is the ultimate pop yeah, star. Yeah, she was awesome. Well, this is back in 03, I guess, so she's, she was just kind of come out of Destiny's Child, she wasn't as, yeah, as yeah, famous yeah, she is yeah, now yeah. but yeah she was cool yeah. like you know she hired out a club um in in, in dublin and had a dance with her and stuff and Sick. yeah yeah how did your moves uh shape up oh, i busted out my shimmy and stuff like that you oh know? Yeah? yeah she impressed yeah i think so that's hard to say but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was cracking up that's yeah. incredible so this was the first entry into life uh, on the road with musicians yes, then, that's yeah? the first you know originally it was just going to be like the music awards and then maybe one tour mm-hmm. and then you know i was getting calls from gordon like when are you coming back when we got this restaurant in new york and all my friends were still working for um for gordon and you know that I'd, I'd just like look at them they're all pale and white and skinny mm-hmm. and i'm like mm-hmm. on tour you know going around Living Europe the high and, life, yeah. yeah so i'm um, after actually after the tour with um beyonce I, I had all this cash and i was like i'm going traveling so i um booked a flight to tahiti oh i went surfing there for a few weeks yeah beautiful um yeah that was amazing i yeah. can imagine yeah what were the, what was it like there were you on your own or did you go with mates uh yeah i was i've done a lot of traveling by my own over the years i just yeah i found it especially after being in the van with eight people um a bit everyone, of a quantum of solace yeah, everyone's got their own nice. kind of agenda yeah. and i wanted to surf more and they wanted to yeah, you know, do their thing. So, and I suppose with surfing, you always meet people out on the break. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was surfing um a little island off off Tahiti called Maria. We were mm. surfing a break called uh, Harpiti Pass. Wow. Um, met a met an English dude, and we were surfing there every morning. It was great. We'd hitchhike, go there, and and surf. It was it was a pretty hectic break. It's about. Ready thirty minute paddle out to the outer reef, Ooh. and yeah, so you warmed up before they have warmed before up. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah. All, yeah. All the locals have their little speeds boats, and they take them out, but they won't, they won't give you a lift. Like, well, then, oh, yeah, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you, break, yeah. yeah, if you can earn the respect to make the paddle out, they'll let you surf out there. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. One, one morning, <clears throat> my mate Paul hit it, hit it, uh, left to go to Rarotonga, and I just done a usual hitchhiked in the morning by myself and mm-hmm. got out there and saw it was, it was pretty big, mm-hmm. um, a lot of water moving, but the waves looked insane. So. Uh, I got out there. It actually took me only like five, ten minutes to get out because the lagoon was flooded. Um, got two crazy big waves and then um, decided to call it quits because it was just it was too crazy out there. Mm. Um, tried to come in, but I couldn't because the lagoon was flooded. Oh, shit. I couldn't get in. Fuck. Um, I got stuck out there for about six hours. Six hours? Was no one else out there? No one else was out there. Fuck. So and what I'm, are you doing? Just uh, I was in the middle of the ocean. and if, Yeah, if I stopped paddling, I got sucked into where I was, it was breaking about 15 foot over dry reef, so... If I stopped paddling, I probably would have died, like on on the reef. So Fuck, yeah, I kind of paddled. Six right, hour yeah, paddle. It's kind of like that movie Open Water. It's pretty hectic. Jesus, pretty man. hectic. What yeah. was going through your head? Oh, I, th- I, I, I thought I was, I was dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I saw a fishing boat after about three hours. Mm. I was waving to them, screaming, and I thought they saw me, and I thought they're coming over, and then um, yeah, they didn't see me. And after that, Fuck. I kind of. Gave, I gave up hope a few times and just went, just kind of let go and go, went to go get sucked over onto the falls and grabbed the energy just to keep paddling, keep paddling. 
Um, there was no way I could get in. Um, luckily, after six hours, a fishing boat saw me. Uh, they picked me up. Yeah. They said, oh, you want to take us to the, the surf break? Like, <laughs> no, man, please just take me to land. Yeah, he's, wor- he's, he's working nicely out there, mate. We'll yeah. take you out there. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. my God. No. And then I uh, collapsed on the beach, just lying there, almost dead. Uh, pro surfer comes over to me. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't surf out there today, man. It's pretty hectic. Yeah, cheers, pal. Yeah, and that's from a pro. And I was like, yeah. Cheers, yeah, buddy. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah there's uh, been plenty of adventures like that over the years. Jesus. So, um, Does that give you pause for thought? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this or like, um, take stock of your a life? A little bit of, yeah, maybe I should be always uh, tell somebody if I'm going surfing. Mm. Let somebody know. Because if, if, yeah, if I had drowned, no one would have known I was out there. This is it. Um, always with surf with someone sports, else. Isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. The same with that 128 hours guy when he had to cut his hand 100%. off. 100%. All the climbers. Yeah. Always let someone know at least. Someone know at least you're out there or go out with someone else. Yeah, real uh, talk, yeah. It can be hectic out there. You heard it here first, kids. Jesus. Christ yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> yeah that kind of got my uh, passion for traveling uh, and surfing so for the next kind of 10 years I would uh, do a do a tour even in America South America Europe Epic. the tours sometimes two months sometimes six months sometimes mm. longer mm. Uh, but I'd like to just work work my ass off do a tour mm-hmm. and then I'd have all this cash and I'd uh, get get the globe and spin it yeah put my finger and then I'd go surfing so I just go Epic. Go randomly traveling around the world to, to luxury surf resorts, yeah, um, right. and just just surf for a couple of months until the until the money ran out. Then I'd call up my boss Kim, I'd be like Kim, I need a job. She's like, yeah. right, you're going to right, love, you go, you go tomorrow, you're going to Russia. <laughs> Where are you now? Like, I'm in South Africa. Okay, I'll fly you out to Russia. You fly to Moscow. Fucking yeah. hell! And Russia, you mentioned, is that Paul McCartney? Uh, that was my first tour with Paul McCartney. Yes, yeah. How was that in 2004? How was, how was Russia start? Russia what kind of amazing. ingredients did you come across? What were your working conditions like? And then um, what was Paul McCartney? We were working in St. Petersburg Square, so mm. it was amazing. Yeah. It was hectic. It's um yeah. The food actually is pretty good and uh, it's actually really good sushi in Russia. Really? Some of the best sushi I've had. Yeah. I had an amazing night just doing shots of vodka, yeah. shots of coffee and just eating sushi, just running. It was summertime, which is it was just beautiful, great weather. Yeah, because a lot of people like the archetypal image, in my mind at least, is like really cold cars yes. skidding yep. off the road on ice, yep, all of that. Definitely. But actually, the summers are banging. Summers would be yeah. My first experience with Russia was summertime. Yeah, um, working in St. Petersburg Square in a tent. Um, yeah, just um, a few thousand people, a uh, few hundred thousand people in the square, and there were screens set up all over the city, so there was over a million people watching. Wow. Um, they actually done cloud busting there, which was pretty crazy. I've never seen that before. Wow. Where they shoot uh, liquid, because it was about to rain, they shot liquid uh, nitrogen up into the sky. To wow, yeah, I've only ever heard that for like the Beijing Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think they've done it for Michael Jackson before, but yeah, I guess uh, <sighs> Paul's kind of on the same level as Michael, so yeah, yeah right. it, was, it was pretty crazy to see that. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. That's yeah. class, man. So give me some highlights. You've got some, I'm just looking at my notes. You've got Paul McCartney, Rod Stewart, Madonna, Rihanna, you know, Beyonce, Gordon Ramsay, Guns N' Roses, etc. Who stands out to you in terms of being a nice person, firstly? Uh, nice, but Pink's amazing. She's yeah. a really cool, really cool girl. Yeah. Epic. Amazing woman. Um, yeah, I was with her for about five years. Five years? Yeah, just on and off around, around Europe. Epic. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Um, all her band are great. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, well, she Aussie? Well, where's she? Uh, no, no, she's American, she's but um, American. she's really big over here. In, 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 in That's it. North. Yeah, because I remember yeah, she, she had to cancel a tour recently, and everyone was yeah. so upset. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's. Uh, we know always she comes into town. I met up with all her band and yeah. have them over, and they will come to the restaurant and stuff. And oh, good. Yeah, she's super cool. Uh, Rod Stewart, he's like family. Yeah, I was with him for ten years. After yeah, so I worked. 
In 2004, I was with uh, Paul McCartney for a few months, and then I went on to, to go to America, work for Rod. And then I was with Rod on and off for, for 10 years. Wow. His band are all like family. I think he's, he's coming at the end of the year. So. Oh, really? Yeah, he was here... Um, Oh, a few years back, and mm. um, yeah, he came into the restaurant, which is awesome. And, yeah, cool. I always told people, you know, I work for these famous people, and yeah. they're like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, I he, believe when I see it, mate. yeah, and then, then when it, they actually yeah. come, people are like, oh, yeah, he, my p- God. he pulls in a bit up in a big black SUV and comes out, gives me a big hug, and everyone's like, what the hell? It's like, yeah, it's my man Rod, and just walked him into the restaurant, and we just hung out. Class, it was cool, and then um, yeah, just t- took a few friends backstage, and we had some some red wines with them, and lovely, yeah, it was fun, very civilized. Yeah, had a um, he played in my hometown back in New Zealand. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so we had a, had a barbecue at my house and oh. took all the band to jump off some waterfalls. And um, he actually told me the night before that he wanted me up on stage in my in my, in my underpants to, da- to dance in front <laughs> I of... I saw that on that video. Yeah, cook, yeah, I, um, yeah, I must have had a, quite a few beers that night and I totally forgot, but subconsciously, subconsciously uh, the next day when I was at the concert, he's like, remember what you're doing tonight? I'm like, what? <laughs> I checked to uh, see if I'm, what underpants I'm wearing. Well, I'm wearing my Superman undies, so good, good. perfect. So yeah, yeah I um, got dragged up on stage and danced with him in front of 30,000 people, which is a bit of an experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That is quite an experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was wicked. What are their kind of like wind down rituals after a gig? Uh, usually, I suppose everyone's you, yeah, different, right? Yeah, we do the after show food. Um, sometimes, you know, they'll eat in their dressing room after show, so I'll cook them up some night, something nice and healthy, some, mm-hmm. some grilled chicken, some fish, mm. some veggies. Uh, sometimes they go straight onto their plane, so I get the, the, the food ready for the plane, or I travel on the plane with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty hectic day on the road. It's pretty hectic, you know. Yeah, you, um, talk us through a typical a typical day for for you, firstly. Firstly, yeah, you wake up on the tour bus. Back in the day, I'd be extremely hungover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you wake up on the bus in a new city, pretty confused in what language everyone's speaking. Yeah. Um, I would, st- uh, first up, I'll go to the markets. Mm-hmm. So I'll go shopping. I'd, I'd write a base menu kind of the, the night before or a few days before of what I kind of wanted to cook. Um, but it, it can all change when you get to the markets, you know. It's It'll, just what's fresh, what's exactly. available. You know, yeah. there's some amazing markets in Italy and Spain. Oh, yeah, uh, you just see, yeah, yeah, have an idea for something, but you see some amazing sea bass, you see like amazing duck, some amazing, amazing, you know, super green veggies, tomatoes, mm. um, herbs, mm. and you're just going to, it's just like really steady cook. So yeah. you just, yeah, you just uh, pick some ingredients and come back. Um, and then also, so then we've got to build the kitchen. Yeah, right. So we've, so that's yeah, so we've got a whole whole kitchen and flight cases. Yeah. So we either, we're either outdoors in a tent set up or we're backstage. Sometimes we're in a loading dock. I've cooked in some crazy places. I've cooked in, um, you know, in Eastern Europe um, and Romania and stuff. You're in like an ice, ice hockey uh, changing room. So yeah. we've, we've set up in a, in a changing room. You know, there's like, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Um, but I, ideally, you're um, doing a summer tour. You're out, outdoors and in a tent. You know, I've cooked in coliseums. Wow. Um, I've cooked in some amazing places. Uh, but yeah, so you got to set up the whole kitchen. So every morning you design a kitchen. Wow. So you set up all the ovens, everything, all the tables. Mm-hmm. Um, How long and, does that take? Like, Oh, man, we can get it down packed to maybe... Half an hour, forty minutes. That's pretty. You just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. smash some coffees yeah. and just get stuck in. And how many of you are on your team at these? Uh, these it all depends, you know. When I was with Pink, sometimes we're just cooking for her and her bands. Yep. So there's just like three of us um, on the Madonna tour. Sometimes you're up to you know twelve, fifteen staff. Wow. Um, and you have that's you know, like three hundred and fifty people in it. She's yeah. got so many dancers. Yeah, they're huge. That. Yeah, they're huge. Wow. Um, huge tours. You've got three stages, so you got you know one being built, one where the show is, and one getting taken down. Wow. So you've got three teams. Um, 
Um, but yeah, so yeah, I would um, set everything up. We would cook breakfast, cook lunch, uh, cook dinner, um, get, um, and kind of pack everything down, just leave a few things out to do the after show food, uh, get everything onto the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, it would either go into the truck or it would go into the container if we we're flying somewhere, mm. like to a new country, like like to South America or something. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, just... Yeah, just have a few beers on the bus and um and then wake up or, or don't wake up and just go do it all Get over ready again. To do it all again, yeah. yeah. Wow. What a, so obviously you'll come to countries where you don't necessarily well, you're inc- encountering new ingredients, right? Yes. What was the happiest accident for you? What was your favorite dish that you never could have predicted um i made actually in russia I, that was the first time i made um vegan tuna vegan tuna yeah it's again uh, paul famously vegetarian or is he vegan as well i i do a lot of vegan stuff he, do, he does eat cheese but you know like okay, um we yeah. I do, still do a lot of vegan stuff um yeah. his but wife, he was forcing you to flex that muscle in yeah. russia so yeah, yeah vegan his, tuna what yeah his that? wife is a vegan nancy uh, um, yeah, of course, yeah she's yeah. awesome um, but yeah, so I, I just ha- one of my favorite dishes is like a crispy, crispy sushi rice um, done seasonal oil with a nice spicy tuna tatar with uh, avocado, crispy shallots, a oh. uh, nice ponzu, uh, yeah. uh, jalapeno. Um, so I had an idea to make that. So I was like, how can I make that vegan? So I um, yeah made a reduction. So you get whole tomatoes, mm-hmm. take off the blanch, then take off the skin, the seeds, uh, make a reduction using kombu. Uh, kombu is a type of seaweed. So okay. you reduce that in a bit of soy, um, a bit of smoked paprika, mm. um, a few other a pickle of ginger, um, some spices, and that gives it that kind of... The, the, the fish flavor mm, and then mm, so you cool that down and then you just soak the tomatoes in overnight mm-hmm. big, big chunky tomatoes so mm. they, they kind of look like tuna already so you can chargle those mm-hmm. or i actually made a um so they soak up all the flavor come quite firm and it gives it the same kind of bite as a exactly yeah, tuna as well exactly. yeah and then so i made a like a tartar uh so i uh, made a tofu mousse and adding sriracha and pickled ginger and Heaps of nori, some um, coriander, spring onions. Um, bound that together with the diced tomato. Yeah. And that was my uh, tuna tatar, oh. which, um, which will be on actually, yeah. Oh-ho. It's going to be one of the dishes on the new on the new project. Incredible, yeah. Well, we'll get to that soon. Yeah. So how did that go down with Paul then? He loved it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was a game changer, that one. Yeah, yeah, you, it's, um, yeah just the texture and flavors. It's a, totally. it's a total party in your mouth and yeah, right. everyone's invited. That's cool. So um, I presume stuff like that, you're like, right, boom, recipe. Exactly, in the back yeah. Pocket, Goes in the recipe bank. the vocab now. Yeah. Done. And then you move on. Exactly, like yeah. What's the worst dish you've ever made? Be honest. The worst? I mean... Like one where you d- it just did not go as planned. I don't know. I mean, that was pretty crazy another time in Russia. You know, the, like the, the, the fish... The fish is fresh. Yep. But... They're in tanks, you know. Mm. So mm. one time, one of the chefs came back from the markets, and it was um, it was live fish in a bag. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So he kind of banged that down on my, on my workbench, and you know, I have to try and put that together. So that was <laughs> that was interesting. It was, it was a fish soup? But, yeah. Uh, oh, I, th- I think it was good, but yeah, it's probably not my. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a different experience to to actually kill your own fish. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. Fascinating. But, so 10 years on the road doing all of this. 10, yeah, 2003 and up until 2012, yeah, 13, yeah. Epic. So did you, did it just come a point you like, yeah, I've had my fill kind of thing. I'm ready for the next, the next challenge. Oh yeah, it happened a few times. I, 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 I left a few times. Yeah. Uh, I came to 2006. Uh, a few of my, a uh, few of the boys were doing a surf trip out in the Mintawai, mm. um, an amazing surf resort. I'd, I'd booked in, ready to go, and then I got called up and had to go out in the Madonna tour, so I couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty gutted. 
um, and then um, the owner, Christy, um, yeah, uh, my, my, yeah, my friend uh, Christy, the owner, was mm. uh, talking to the boys and asking um, why Scott didn't come out. And they were like, yeah, he's on tour with uh, Madonna. And he's like, oh, wow, we're actually looking for a chef out here. Mm. Do you think he'd be interested? And then, um, yeah, so Christy contacted me. Um, he's just like, at the end of the season, do you want to come out and just check out the resort? So, yeah, I went out into the season. Got uh, two 30-hour boat rides out there. Oh. Um, there was four of us on the island in this luxury resort. Wow. Uh, so I just spent – so rather than paying to um, – do the search up, you know, I was, I was kind of out there for my trial. Yeah. Uh, everything paid for. So, yeah, so I just cooked for, for Christy and his wife, Alice, and uh, another friend, Marcus, who was out there. Yeah. And we'd one surf guide, uh, Gandut, yeah. who would uh, take us around on the speedboat around these amazing surf breaks. And then um, that's when, yeah, I was like, he's like, he's like, would you like to come out next year for six months? And I'm like, hell yeah. Sounds wow. amazing. Awesome. So, yeah, that's where I took my little break from, from Eat Your Hearts Out and Touring. Um, yeah, I came to Australia. I was here in Australia for, I think, three or four months, just worked down in Bondi for a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. at Paris Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, flew over, to, flew over to Indonesia. Beautiful. That's incredible. So you got your surfers fill. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, uh, I was cooking for 12 people. Um, so got nice and chilled in comparison to what you were used yeah, to by that point. Super chill. I mean, it was pretty crazy out there. There was no phone. There was um, no. Oh, we had a satellite phone, which I used once after mm. a big earthquake. Wow. Um, well, just to check in, make sure you're still alive. Sit, yeah, live and I'll go the earthquake in a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I was just you cooking for twelve people, uh, lunch, breakfast, and dinner with our two Indonesian chefs. So yeah, I learned learned how to speak Indo, and they kind of learned English. And it was it's a beautiful yeah. language, isn't it? Indonesian. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah. Incredibly simple, and that's why yeah. I, I, I yeah. loved it. Like the new yeah. tents and stuff like that. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, took me a. Uh, it was pretty fun or interesting for the first month or so. Was, oh yeah, I can imagine yeah. lots of pointing and yeah, gesticulating. Well, yeah, the boys didn't speak English, and I didn't speak Indonesian. But you know, we kind of we smiles learned, and yeah, laughs and yeah, yeah. All, all the cooking terms and stuff like that. We were slowly learning, and uh, I was teaching them like European style dishes, and I was learning amazing rendang curries, and awesome. would make this amazing curry um, that's actually going to be on the new menu. I've, I've made it vegan. It's like Ooh. a it's a beef rendang, but I've um figured out how to make make a, ve- a vegan version. Incredible. Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite dishes to make as well. It takes uh, you know you you prep it the night before. Mm-hmm. We would cook it in a, on a bonfire over a cauldron, just reducing it down. Mm. They'd make it in the morning. Mm. I'll go surfing, mm. come back. They're just still sitting there stirring it. Oh. I'll go for another surf. They're still stirring it. Amazing. Um, that work ethic. Yeah. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's um that's definitely one of my favorite dishes out there um but yeah so it was just six 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 months of just surfing every day perfect ways with, Epic. yeah well there uh, like because i think i watched on that um doc series cook that you you like the islands takes an hour and a half to walk around right so you're fairly yeah. limited for ingredients and whatnot. yeah yeah so it's a 30-hour boat ride to the mainland to padang um so we'll get supplies we get supplies once a week mm-hmm. um we there's plenty of fish out there so we had a lot of spanish mackerel mm. and tuna and crab and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. uh yeah, we were growing, growing own veggies say grow out, some there. Stuff out there as well. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't grow the best because of the um, the volcanic soil. So we could, yeah. we were we had a few herbs and spices out there. Um, but yeah, I just get supplies once a week from the mainland, um, and then yeah, just design some pretty epic dishes and yeah, yeah, wicked man. Plenty of fish, plenty of ceviche and yeah. and sushi and yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Go on then. You mentioned it. I'll bite earthquake what happens when there's trouble in paradise mate there was we had an 8.6 earthquake out there 8.6 it's big because you're used to earthquake i say used to being from new zealand yeah. you're no stranger to yeah, them, well, but 8.6 yeah. is hectic. yeah my hometown napi got flattened back in 1931 mm. um the what hill was that the hill that i lived on um 
actually used to be an island, so it yeah. rose two meters. But I think that was two only meters. that might have been only like a seven point six or something. But wow, you know, eight point six is big. Yeah, right. Especially no. on an island that's that small, when yes. you're surrounded yeah. by water, that yeah. must be terrifying. Yeah, we had a few tremors the night before. And we had a feeling one yeah. might be coming. Yeah. Um. So we kind of got ready. Our passports ready. The boats were ready. Mm-hmm. So what we do when, when when there's a big earthquake, we um. You have to get out to deep water. To get I was going to say because the tsunami comes as well, get away especially from the tsunami. Water, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we kind of had everything packed. I was up in my asleep in my treehouse. Um, I think yes. I was probably hungover. I was, yeah, I had my birthday the, the, the night before. Oh so Jesus Christ! That is the worst hangover. Extremely hungover, you know. And uh, up in this tree story, uh, treehouse. Um, a few few stories up. Yeah. Um, throughout the night, there's these little. It was, it was kind of nice. These little tremors just rocking you to sleep. <laughs> and then here comes uh, seven in the morning, and it just it gets violent, and the whole treehouse is shaking. And I dive roll down the stairs in my undies. Yeah. Uh, look look into the open plan um, restaurant. Mm-hmm. Fridges are flying everywhere. Books yeah. are flying. Yeah. There's just mm. the whole. These coconuts. Like that's, yeah. There's coconuts flying from the trees. Yeah. Jesus, and they'll knock you out as well. No, they'll get you. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. dangerous. Yeah. They're dangerous. Um. So I yeah. So I just bolted to the beach. We all mm-hmm. got into the canoe got out to deep water uh, and just kind of sat out there um, luckily the tsunami went the other way so we didn't get hit by a tsunami uh, but yeah we just sat in deep water so the the, the, the lumps would just come over us so we, it didn't break on us uh, and then could you feel them like what, what we're talking what are these lumps like two meters yeah, right? yeah like you just yeah, sat there just in a big canoe, tides just coming over yeah yeah jesus and but yeah if it's yeah if the tsunami comes it would have rolled the whole island so Fuck. yeah but they've actually changed it now i think now they um they've got um like a ladders on the coconut trees so that mm. now they, they climb up the coconut trees well and that's it you I just hold so. tight in the coconut trees. yeah yeah well oh is it because they they uh, know that the tsunami shouldn't you, come that way well I, I, I just think it's safer that way because sometimes when you jump to the boat yeah the, the it can just hit your head on you don't, you don't know which direction it's coming from True, yeah, so yeah. now after earthquake we just climb straight up the coconut trees Bloody hell, man. Yeah. Yeah, wow. that was an experience. I came back and I tried to calm everyone down, you know, as I was making everyone omelettes and then we get another earthquake. So, oh. but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, and then after that, I had a little trouble with my visa, mm. um, which I ended up in an immigration jail cell for a little bit. What? Which was, um, did I tell you about that? No, no. Nah. Yeah. That was, um, <laughs> it's just something you casually slip. Oh yeah, I was in prison for a while, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, it was just, yeah, because the, the prison I was in was three stories up and it was, because it was just after the earthquake, it was just, mm. it was about to fall down, the, the, the complex. So. Where was it? Where was it? Uh, that was in Padang. So okay. after we, did, we re- like I had, had my visa, I didn't realize the immigration agent hadn't extended my visa. Brilliant. Cheers. You forgot. Um, so I was 40 days over my visa and they come in and they're like, yeah, well, they get pretty fired up after one day. Yeah. 40 days are just like, what's going on? Taking the piss. So yeah, drug runner or something. Exactly. That's what they thought. Yeah. So, um, they, we thought we could pay them off. Mm -hmm. So, which which will only confirm. (laughs) Yeah. So we, um, suspicions, of course I'm hung over and I had my going away party. I get the speedboat. We got the speedboat back to the mainland. Mm. So I'm just, all all I want to do is have a nice rendang, uh, chill out, Mm. jump on a plane to London Mm. to go back on tour. Mm. Um, and then we go to pay the guys and they're like, Nope, you're going to put you in jail. So I got thrown into this jail cell, hung over, oh my God. left there for about 12 hours with no food, no water. Yeah. They were telling me like, you know, you're, you're bad, you're the real bad, you're going to be here for a long time. So, mm. you know, I'm like mm. hung over. 
uh, in this jail cell with tremors going on, expecting the whole the whole uh, building to collapse. So I was Jesus. like looking at ways to escape. I was trying to get under the, through really? the bars. And I don't know what I was going to do. I like guess train spotting or something. Exactly, yeah. The worst come down yeah, to your life. Not, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, and then, so I had about 48 hours in that cell. Jesus. Not knowing, you know. And the yeah, guy, of course, but it's the unknown, isn't it? Exactly. You know, they were like, you know, that, that would kind of you know, set me up for drug running or something. And mm, I was like, yeah, I was mm, just freaking mm. out. Yeah, because you're completely in their hands at that point, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. Even um, you know, any immigration for a country. Yeah, they've got, here yeah, they've no got your passport. Really and, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, um, Christy, um, the owner of the island, he was doing his best to get me out, course, contacting yeah. like the embassies, Amnesty mm. International. Mm. Um, and it turns out actually the main immigration guy was away in Jakarta. Mm. And there's a young guy, um, which I seemed to get on with. And we managed to pay him a big lump sum of money. And he uh, took me through the court system on, um, on a Sunday. Ah. So we, we, we pretended to do court, yeah. <laughs> um, put my fingerprints through and stuff. And then yeah. I got a police escort on the plane from... Um, from Padang to Jakarta, so I kind of look like a bit, bit of a badass. Wow! Um, on the plane, you stare at anyone. <laughs> yeah. that, anyone that looks at yeah. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know who I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now he turned out to be cool. We were smoking ciggies together and stuff, and <laughs> uh, having 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 beers and. Um, Everyone's a person. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's just but, a. He, he turned out to be cool, but you know, when I got to Jakarta, that's where the main immigration guy was. So I was kind of like, I was freaking out because you know, like, and yeah. especially after like doing the dodgy with the young guy, like we mm. both would have been in big trouble. Mm, mm. So just until the moment the plane took off, I was like shit scared, shit mm, scared. I can imagine, um, yeah. And then yeah, I got to got to London, and yeah, went on tour with the Smashing Pumpkins. All right, <laughs> yeah. what are they like? They're awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, Billy's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bit weird. Um, where the drummer, Jimmy, he was cool. He was yeah. cool. Um, had some fun times in Amsterdam with them. Yeah. I can um, imagine. Had a yeah, big yeah. night with them and now it's, it's pretty surreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was great. And then I was meant to go back to Indonesia the next year because um, I only had a six month ban on my passport. All right. That stupidly. Put you off a little bit? Or? Yeah. All well, six months. I thought it was going to be okay. But stupidly, the same idiot immigration officer said to go because i've got two passports yeah he said go in and you in on and go in on your new zealand passport sure so i went in, into bali with my new zealand passport and there must have been like you know a wanted sign saying Don't yeah this quite yeah in. yeah your photo up on the wall yeah exactly um and they thought i was doing something dodgy because i was yeah, on a different course, passport you're switching it yeah so I got thrown in a cell again. Oh, fuck. And I was like, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. yeah this is me now. Good time. She yeah. Corby. Just, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was only like eight to 10 hours in the cell that time. Um, <laughs> and they deported me, uh, put a big uh, red stamp on my passport. Mm. Uh, went, went to Malaysia and um, hopefully to um, sort out the visa issues. And they were like, why are you, you know, getting put in jail in Indonesia? So they put me in a cell for a oh bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> over in Malaysia. And then, um, yeah, they were like, they were cool. They ended up giving me a stamp for three months. Yeah. Um, and then I went, went to uh, the Parentian Islands and, Mm. hung out there and ended up learning how to scuba dive oh sick. Um, yeah i was waiting for my visa to come through which never did so i did my open water then did my um, advanced and rescue diving and then oh, i got wow. a love for diving so for the Epic. next few years I, I traveled around the world uh diving as well as surfing it incredible yeah. what are your some of your favorite spots uh egypt is amazing there's a boat called the thistle um it's an old world world war ii um battleship 
So it, it sunk in World War Two, and there's wow. tanks down there, Rolls Royces. What? Um, yeah, shipwrecks are, are amazing. So you can go down, sit on Harleys in the bottom what? of the ocean. There's a little air pocket where you can come up and have a little chat at no. 30 meters deep. And yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, went took my dad diving in the Similan Islands. That mm. was in, uh, in um in Thailand. Uh, that's super amazing. It's just like a, a city underwater. It's amazing. Um, Israel, Israel is actually really nice. Yeah, yeah some good diving there. Um, yeah, Mexico. Yeah, went all over. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. What is it about diving that you love? Oh, it's just to kind of escape from reality, you know. Mm. And it's crazy. It feels like you're flying. So you can use your breath to control, and you just feel like Superman and just just mm. hovering over like coral. And it's just like a little mini city underwater. So mm. it's it's going you know, yeah going through like swim throughs and yeah shipwrecks are one of my favorites as well. Just exploring shipwrecks. So yeah, that's the yeah, archaeology. Yeah. Oh, out. there you go. Yeah. yeah. You finally got to scratch yeah. that itch. Yeah. The Indiana Jones coming out. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah, some of my mates that do it say it's just the most meditative thing that you can do. It's just, you're so present because all you're focused on is your breath. Exactly. And like, abs- yeah. There's no, like, like you say, above the water doesn't exist kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Remain calm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Reserve that. That's oxygen. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So you did that for however long you did it. And then uh, when it, when did you come back to Australia then? Um, yeah. So I kept touring um, Yeah, all over the world, South America and yeah. Um, and then I came back, I think it was, I was living in LA for the last three years. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, living in LA for three years. And then I came back through to Sydney and I was like, man, I gotta, my good friend, uh, Patrick Kalalea, uh, we always talked, we toured together, um, with Roger Waters around oh. America and we toured together with Madonna and Europe and, uh, yeah, we're, we're really you good friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, he's another Kiwi also. Um, but yeah, we always talked about opening up a, a restaurant in Sydney. Mm. Um, why and, Sydney? Um, yeah, well, we'll, just it's just a beautiful city you know you've got everything you've got, you've got the beaches mm-hmm. um and it's just a, a really great way of life here yeah um so yeah he um he'd, he'd moved back a year or so before and he was working in a place called the corner house and uh the same owners were looking at looking to open up panama house mm-hmm. so they were looking for a head chef and so me and um yeah, um, Patty asked if I was keen to come back, and so I ended up, yeah, just put me and Patty uh, around Panama House, just doing the menus there for a couple of years. Oh, good. And this is what, 2012, isn't it? Around there. 11, 12, yeah. 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 I lose track. But yeah, but at that stage, I was still touring. So I was I was doing Panama House, and uh, the first year, I went to America for two months and done a tour with Rod Stewart. Uh, the next year, I went to uh, Europe and done a two-month tour with Pink. And that, that was when I first, uh, recorded my TV show out there. Ah, uh, yeah. And, um, so tell us a little bit about that. So, Yeah, so um, I met a, a French videographer um, actually at, at the surf resort. Oh, and we yeah. All, yeah, we always talked about doing a TV show together and mm-hmm. he's got a cooking a cooking channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, every time I came through Paris, I was kind of busy and wasn't going to work out. And this time, you know, I was working with Pink and I had a little, a few weeks off after the tour. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't you, um, we'll shoot the TV show after, after tour with Pink. So for the, the whole time with Pink, I was basically writing each episode. Um, yeah, just figuring everything out. Because we, we, we shot 15 episodes. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so we, um, yeah, after the tour with Pink, I, um, Met up with my uh, friend Chris in Paris and we, we shot. It was fun. So, yeah, each episode was about the artist I cook for, um, where I learned the dish and just a few little stories. And it was just like a 45-minute episode. And, Fantastic. Yeah, basically, yeah, teaching people how to make, you know, ceviches and, uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Genius, Rendang yeah. and, yeah. Wicked. What a lovely little... Um like keepsake to have for you as well to look yeah. back and be like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly what I did with these guys and this. It was and this. good, yeah. And share that good. knowledge as well. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Wicked. So you're squeezing it all in then. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Then, um, yeah, so Panama House for a few years and then me and Patty wanted to do our own place. So we, we always talked about doing a smokehouse because, mm. yeah, there's a, there's a place in New York, Fitty Sal, we used to go to over in Brooklyn. We, we just love that kind of solid food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we, we, were, we started um, looking at yeah, opening up our own place. Sick. Um, and what we said earlier, I presume by this point, by osmosis, you've learned the ins and outs of running a business like in terms of a restaurant yeah yeah we've been at Panama House for a couple of years you yeah. know we're so still, you know you understand how it works from that side of yeah, things yeah still, still learning still sure, learning sure, yeah. Sure, yeah so um, yeah so then we we found a site in Surrey Hills that didn't work out and then we uh, found a site in Bondi yeah. on Kurlua Street and uh, yeah we um we opened up 2 and 12 yeah. which is the, it's the postcode from, from New York so there was a, got a big smoker and a smoked brisket ribs smoked chicken oh. um, had a few seafood dishes on there some nice uh, ceviches and beef tartare and nice. yeah it was it was fun amazing food but um yeah we just didn't have the right marketing team to, to get rock and rolling and mm-hmm. um, yeah after about a year I, two of my good friends uh, Pete Hazelhurst and Christian Avant were looking at this concept called Milky Lane, mm. uh, a, a burger, burger restaurant with cocktails and dessert, hip hop kind of themed. And they were looking for a site and um, actually me and Patty had two business partners and they were looking to sell. I was two and 12. That's the flagship store or yeah, Milky so, Lane. So two and 12 was turned into Milky Lane. Oh, sick. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we were, I um, started um, chatting with Pete and, mm-hmm. you know, I started doing a few few recipes and stuff for those guys and then um yeah they just couldn't find a uh, right site and then i one afternoon i was just like man i got a, i got an idea uh hey pete why don't you guys take over um our two partners and we'll just turn two and twelve into milky lane genius so yeah we, we shut down uh two and twelve um done a big revamp um yeah we uh got graffiti on the walls and mm. yeah, start, got rid of the smoker, put in a big char grill for the burgers. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, um, yeah Christian built our socials, which is, he's a wizard on that. And um, yeah, before we knew it, we had lines down the down the street and a pumping yeah. pumping restaurant. Yeah, with, uh, how yeah. good, which is franchised now and you've got over 11 stores. Yeah, just opened up country, um, right? number 11, number yeah. 11 in Star City Casino. Yeah, so, wow, yeah, uh, It's been a crazy four years. It's been super fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, in that you have been like, how do you keep quality that high when you franchise, right? Because that's your like. It's eternal super anxiety. tough. Yeah, like when we had the first restaurant, I'd done all the prep. Mm-hmm. We, we made everything from scratch, mm. so you know I was in charge of everything. I could do yeah, like exactly. crazy so you've specials. Got primo, primo quality. Um, there, yeah. yeah, I could do real technical kind of burgers and stuff. Yeah, but as you expand, you know everything's got to be the same. So you know we got. Well, our sauces to our, to our recipes made in factories and mm-hmm. our mac and cheeses made in the factory to our recipe and it all mm-hmm. gets shipped out to all our franchisees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just to keep that quality. But it's still, you know, I, I go around, visit all the stores. Mm. Um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But, um, actually, mm-hmm. Instagram's really good for keeping up with the quality because Christian's all over the Instagram. Yeah. Um, everyone posts a photo of their food. Of course, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, they'll post a photo, take Milky Lane. Christian will see, why is that bacon undercooked? Why is that bun not cooked enough. Interesting. And then we'll figure out which restaurant it is. We'll look at the table, look at the background. Uh, He'll send the image to me and I'll get onto the head chef and, yeah, uh, and right. just drill him and be like, what's what's going on? Yeah. Fix his problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is one of the ways we deal with the quality control. Instagram Sherlock Holmes. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I've got, I've got a lot of training videos, uh, step-by-step um, recipe cards, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just a... 
it is tough to keep that quality up. Yeah, real very tool. important. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing it bloody well to have over 10 restaurants and, and rising kind of thing. So it's class. Yeah. And for those that haven't been, get down to it. There's several, obviously loads in, in uh, Sydney, but banging vibe, wicked tunes, DJ, yeah. well, like on weekends, that kind of thing. And yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's good for a bit of scran. I think I filmed there probably... Over the couple of years I've been there, I've probably filmed with you guys like four times or something because yeah. the, the burgers you come out with are uh, uh, off yeah, the Yeah, the next level. Yeah, yeah they are, yeah. they are. Yeah. But yeah, so I, that more or less brings us up to date where I've been trying to pin you down for a while, but you've been, well, as per usual, the busiest man alive. But yeah. you've been working on uh, a very exciting uh, project, which you yes. can now talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's called Flav. Mm. Um, it's, all, it's all vegan. It's all vegan. Uh, Epic. Six burgers, six bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, been working on the menu for the last four to five months. And does this draw upon recipes of old, like you say, Paul yes, McCartney yeah. being vegetarian? So, um, it's it's flavors from around the world as well. So we've got like a Japanese style burger, Wicked. Japanese style bowl, which mm. I've um, yes, I've made the the vegan tuna tatar that goes on there. Wow. I've, um, yeah, I've made the Indonesian rendang. Uh, using using jackfruit and mushrooms and stuff like that to, mm-hmm, to recreate mm-hmm. the textures of um, of beef. How good is jackfruit? Yeah, it's great if you do it right. I only so, yeah. discovered it here. Yeah, Epic. just getting that um getting those flavors into it, mm-hmm. get that texture right. Um, yeah, and I've got Italian style. I've got um yeah Thai style ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's I've even, mate. Oh, yeah. I haven't had breakfast either yet. Yeah, I'm, yeah, fucking, I'm fasting. I'm yeah. ready for this. I'm yeah. ready for this. So yeah, where whereabouts when? Uh, in Bondi, we've um, almost secured a site. I can't say yet, but Ooh, yeah, it's um, watch this space, it's going to yeah. be in Bondi. Um, hopefully, we start building in, in March and be open um, by uh, May, June. Wicked. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm just uh, working from home right now, just uh, redesigning the dishes. Wow. Um, yeah, costing everything, getting everything ready to rock and roll. Yeah, sure. It's probably the longest you've sat still for a while, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah last year was pretty crazy, just shooting all over Australia, opening up restaurants for Milky. And, yeah. and now I'm kind of stuck in McKinsey's on the water, yeah. um, cooking up vegan food. Where worse, worse places and yeah. things to be doing. I can't complain. Exactly yeah. that. That's yeah. sick. So what kind of timescales? When can we... When can we expect to see see this one open its doors? Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully May June, May, May June. June. But May um, June. yeah, I might have a few taste testing uh, in a in a location soon. Ooh, well, you just, got my um, number, mate. I'll be there with bells on. Yeah, yeah. I just I just had an idea this morning actually. So oh really? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get onto that next time. So. Sick. Yeah. Oh mate. Well, the future is incredibly tasty then for you. Hundred percent. Nice. Delicious. Oh, mate, well, I'm conscious of the time, so I'll release you into the wild again to get working awesome. on this. But where can people keep up with what you're up to? Uh, you can check my Instagram, mm-hmm. my stories. Um, I'm always posting uh, food. So it's not always vegan. I'm, I'm, I do a lot of cooking at home. Yep. Seafood, boulevards, steaks, all that kind of vibe. Delicious. Um, What's your handle for that? Uh, it's just Scotty Fins. Scotty Fins. Um, also, check out Flav World. Um, so that's going to be the Instagram for Flav. Lovely. Um, F-L-A-V-E? Yep. yep. World. Work. and i will be posting a lot on that soon oh how good well guys that's something incredibly tasty and exciting to look forward to for you but for now mate it's been an absolute pleasure awesome. thanks for cutting the time out and no uh, worries anytime thanks for having me yeah cheers right we'll catch you in the next episode guys thanks for listening